Welcome to Personal Legend, a show about up-and-coming leaders, visionaries, and creatives, and their journey in living a life true to oneself. Hi, I'm Sean Dill, and today I will dive deeper into why destroying my undesired life was necessary to build my desired life. And I really hope to answer the underlying question of how do you bridge the gap between your undesired life and your desired life? Because sometimes we reach that inflection point where we know what we want, but we just don't know how to accomplish it. And so even from reflecting on my own experiences, I found that there were two phases to accomplish or obtain your desired life. And the first is more so the short term. And the simplest step you can take is to try the things you are interested in. And if you enjoy it, do more of it. The second phase is more long term. And in order to have long lasting change, you need to break the current status quo you have created for yourself and build the new habits of your desired life. And as Brandon Sanderson, an American fiction writer, succinctly explains, sometimes you have to destroy something in order to build something better. As a quick recap from the previous episode, it can be segmented into two parts. First is old life. I pursued a career in both investment banking and management consulting in order to achieve success. And at the time, I was so fixated on this idea that investment banking and management consulting were the only two career paths that led to success. And the second part is my new life, where eventually I broke out of that tunnel vision through honest and deep introspection, which led me to six goals across religion, health, relationships, intellect, personal media brand, and business. On January 26, 2020, Kobe Bryant, Gigi, and seven other passengers passed away from a helicopter crash. When I found out, I was shook and in disbelief. I lost my appetite to finish my lunch, embraced my girlfriend, and tried to find the words to express how I felt. For the rest of the week, I watched every piece of Kobe content available and listened to all the great Kobe Bryant stories that people have shared. Kobe Bryant was already a legend before he retired from the NBA. And what's incredible is that the second act of his life had the potential to be even greater. And... Kobe had this incredible determination where it seemed as if he could manifest anything he put his mind into. He felt unstoppable. All of a sudden, this image is shattered in just a single moment. And that made me reflect and think about how short life can be and how life is not guaranteed even tomorrow. So this pushed me to imagine what my career would be like if I stayed in management consulting. And frankly, I don't think I'm that guy who can climb the corporate ladder. Sure, there's a higher probability of accumulating financial wealth, but I knew I would be missing a sense of purpose and passion, which are both really important to me. And from there... I started to honestly reflect and brainstorm other career paths. 
I knew there had to be another way to achieve success. And so I threw a bunch of things against the wall, including podcasting, stand-up comedy, acting, poetry, screenplay writing, and much more. Of all those things, podcasting stood out to me the most. Because one, I gained a lot of industry knowledge through my work experience in management consulting. But two, most importantly, I appreciated that I could tell stories and deeply connect with people through a podcast. I could even close my eyes and imagine what a life with podcasting would look like. I could sense that there was this underlying feeling of purpose and passion. And so with this newfound vision, I knew it was time to take steps towards manifesting this vision into reality. And so I started off by recording a couple podcast episodes and I loved it. The visceral passion and excitement were comparable to my feelings towards basketball which was really my first true love ever since I was 10 years old. But although my optimism for podcasting was high, it was short-lived. My mind and body began to reject this novel and unrealistic career path because it went against my preconceptions of what a career should look like. I was so tunnel-visioned on investment banking and management consulting that I refused to acknowledge all the other possibilities. And if I had to dig deeper into the root cause of this mindset, I think it stemmed from my immigrant parents and the greater Asian culture, perhaps. My parents immigrated to the United States during the Vietnam War. They never received a proper education. And of my two parents, my mother received the highest education in high school, where she was learning her ABCs. They struggled to survive in the United States. And naturally, they wanted to make sure their kids would not have to go through the same hardships they experienced. When my parents had the choice to invest in a new home or a good education for their kids, they chose the latter. And it wasn't until high school when I learned about their stories and it made me cry when my father shared his. I remember that day exactly. I was sitting on a piano bench, as a typical Asian kid would, and my dad was sitting right across from me. I was asking him a bunch of questions regarding his experience with the Vietnam War, and he went into great detail about his pain, things he lost, like his parents siblings, home, and for the first time in a very long time, I saw him cry. I saw how painful it was for him to even talk about his experience, and I couldn't help but break down as well, and that's when I really knew that My college education was much more than just myself. And carrying this greater sense of responsibility into college, I didn't want to let my parents down because they sacrificed so much. Thoughts like, don't fuck this up, surfaced frequently, which led to many fear-based decisions. 
As a freshman in college, I was naive to the professional world, so I listened to what others told me and pursued the tried and true ways of achieving success. And my perception of investment banking and management consulting was essentially the business version of the number one professional advice Asian parents give. You have to be a doctor or lawyer. And like many immigrant parents, I was naive to the infinite possibilities of living in the United States. Like life isn't so binary. There's so much in between. And this is why it was so hard for me to break out of the investment banking and management consulting career paths. And I think to truly believe in podcasting, I had to shatter my preconception of what a career should look like. And in search for inspiration, I looked up to prominent podcasters in the space, such as Joe Rogan, Tim Ferriss, Jay Shetty, Bill Simmons, and Conan O'Brien. They validated the podcasting career path for me. And it was ultimately up for me to decide whether I wanted to put the time and effort to become a successful podcaster. It took many internal battles and breakdowns, but I finally accepted that investment banking and management consulting were not the only paths to success. I know this sounds so obvious, but it was groundbreaking for me. And when I accepted this truth, it felt like the world began to open up with limitless opportunities and possibilities. And as I made more progress with podcasting and gained more support from my inner circle, I became more and more excited about it and even felt like it was my calling. I took podcasting more seriously and blocked off time before and after work to build it. But unfortunately, I lost momentum when my full-time job in management consulting became busier. We would have early meetings and late nights in the office that conflicted with my podcast time. And on top of that, I commuted to and from work via the metro bus and rail, which took at least an hour each way. And so I was not able to consistently build my podcast and it bothered me. I felt like I was losing myself and my passion for my podcast was decaying. Over time, I started to resent work because it was keeping me away from podcasting. I knew this feeling was unhealthy and I needed to solve this issue quickly. And so from there, I weighed out the pros and cons of my old and new life, management consulting and podcasting. And when I did this analysis, I factored in purpose, wealth, experience, relationships. And even though I concluded that podcasting was the best path forward, I was still afraid of the uncertainty. I intuitively knew quitting my job and going all in with podcasting would be irresponsible as much as I wanted to do it. And I'm not gonna lie, I really wanted to just say fuck it. But I was still learning a lot from working in management consulting and enjoying working with the people at the firm. The ideal solution for me was to transition to a part-time role at my firm because it would mitigate the risk and allow me to get the best of both worlds. Although this solution felt novel to me, especially since hardly any of my friends had done it, I knew it was the best choice. But was this even possible? And what would my friends think about this? What would my parents think about this? What would my employer think about this? Would my employer empathize with my situation and accept my request to transition to a part-time role? 
Or would he reject it and begin searching for a new replacement? I'll share more about this story in the next episode. To those who are trying or aspiring to bridge the gap between your old and your new desired life, I was able to make some progress through these five steps. One, honestly reflect on what genuinely excites you. Two, experiment with the interests and passions that excite you most. Three, break your own status quo and preconceptions of who you really are. Four, build new habits that are conducive to your desired life. And lastly, be patient and keep fighting for what feels right. Frankly, this process is difficult, but I know you can do it. If I manage to, I'm sure you can too. To close, I will leave you with a couple questions that empowered me to break the status quo and pursue podcasting. One, what is one status quo in your life that you can and slash or want to challenge? And two, what is one new habit that you can build to get you closer to your desired life? Whether that's publishing a monthly newsletter, drawing every day, or cooking a new recipe every week. What does that look like for you? Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. If you want to connect and chat, shoot me a message on Twitter or Instagram at Sean Dip. I would love to learn more about you, so please feel free to reach out. For those who are a fan, it would mean a lot to me if you rate and review Personal Legend on Apple Podcasts and share this show with someone who would enjoy it. You can subscribe wherever you listen. Check out the episode show notes for all of my social handles, relevant links, and transcripts of episodes. Personal Legend is hosted by Sean Diop. Music is by Jester King. Cover art is by Jung Ho Wan and Emma Lin. As I pursue my purpose, I really hope you do the same. Thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Much love. Peace.